Hello and welcome back to the Seven Skills for the Future podcast series. I'm Emma Sue Prince and I'm joined by my producer James. Hello everybody. Welcome to the show. So today I want to focus on one of the seven skills. Um, Just to recap what they are. So we have adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, optimism, being proactive and resilience. So, Emma Sue, which of the skills are we going to talk about today? Well, today, James, I want to focus on critical thinking. And these days, critical thinking, you know, when you ask people what it is, they'll tend to think of it as philosophizing, writing essays, looking at things from different perspectives, problem solving, and so on. And I think uh, a lot of us will be very familiar with that kind of skill from studying or from education. But I think critical thinking now is much more a process. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of understanding and expressing ourselves. It's being able to really apply that reasoning, that analysis, um, that observation, reflection into everything. Um, And critical thinking also has links to being more empathetic uh, and better at your relationships. And it's also linked with uh, being reasonable, rational, um, and approaching things in in a calm way. In terms of future skills, as in seven skills for the future, critical thinking is much more about quite complex problem solving. So we need to get a lot better at uh, dealing with problems without having all the information and having to problem solve quite quickly um, and maybe with some uncertainty and ambiguity around the, the problem. It's also very important for active learning, for fluency of your ideas and for your creative skills. So it's really about leveraging your brain's ability and capacity to be creative, to have have ideas um, and to be, and really be able to flourish and contribute in the moment. Um, so that's kind of different to how one might traditionally think of critical thinking. I think. So we clearly need to change the way that we understand this idea of critical thinking. But why do we need to do that today? Do you think? Um, well, I think now it's much more about being able to deal with quite complex problems. Um, uh, you know, we have a lot of uncertainty and ambiguity around some of the decisions we might have to make. So critical thinking is really important there. Uh, we also tend to make assumptions very quickly about lots of different things. Um, and that's why it's important to, to use our critical thinking skills to challenge some of those assumptions that we ourselves make. Um, it's also about your ability to learn actively to have fluency of your ideas um, and really leveraging your brain's capacity to be creative. So people don't often think of critical thinking as being creative, but it does actually have a big impact on your, um, your ideas and your creativity in general. And also, uh, I think, you know, it, recent research and, and, and what neuroscientists are looking at is that our brains actually can be rewired and trained every single day. So that, I think, is also part of critical thinking because we might sort of assume that we can't do something or can't learn something, but actually our brains definitely have the capacity to do that. So um, so for me, you know, for me, it's a must-have skill. Um, but one big uh, issue with critical thinking is, uh, 
actually, is that, you know, our, our, our education system and, and graduates today, you know, they don't come out with these critical thinking skills. They don't really learn critical thinking, even in the traditional way anymore. Um, and so I think that means we are um, in the middle of a critical thinking crisis. So we all need to sharpen those skills much, much more. So I guess a, a bigger element of this today would be the influence of technology on our critical thinking skills. What, what would you like to say about that? So technology um, has a big impact on our critical thinking skills because, you know, we've become much more used to quite a, a light approach in how we deal with information. Um, information is coming to us in lots of different ways and our brain has to find a way of making sense of it all. So one of the ways that our brain will do that is through categorizing things and through quickly making assumptions. Um, so the way that we look at information online, for example, contributes to the speed in which we make judgments and how we perceive something some of that data. So we may not be necessarily looking at it in, a, in an accurate way. Another big issue is ability to pay attention. And that is becoming less and less because we are so tied into our technology and to using technology. And so we are constantly distracted and we allow ourselves to become distracted very, very easily. And that will have a, an immediate knock-on effect on, on our ability to think critically. So one of the things I often ask people is to think about uh, the last time that they've used social media and to deliberately think about something that they've seen on social media uh, or something that they've been reading on social media and how quickly they will believe it. So they'll believe it at face value. They won't question it. Um, they'll just believe it and quickly maybe type a comment underneath. And I think that's where we kind of just need to be a lot more aware of, of how we are receiving information and how we're judging that information. Yeah, I think that a lot of people would assume there's a generational element to this, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. We'd would you agree with that? I don't think it is. I think it affects everybody because we're all using technology. So I know some people might say, oh, yeah, you know, young people, you know, their attention span is, is, is next to nothing because they're always online. But actually, it, it, it counts for all of us. So it doesn't matter what age you are. Um, you know, if you're using technology and if you're using social media and just being online, which most people are a lot of the time or on their phones, um, it will impact that that part of your brain so it doesn't have to, has nothing to do with um with how old you are yeah and, and i find from my experience that uh as a teacher that um it's actually adults that seem to find it more difficult to control themselves to resist mm. the temptation mm. whereas uh, teenagers seem to have more discipline because they're used to being in school all day uh, yeah, well, we don't have any rules, do we? So, you know, adults don't have rules around how they might be using technology. Uh, and and I, I guess I would argue that we need to create rules for ourselves in how we use it. Um, and that can help. Which is interesting at the moment, because I know that Apple have recently added to their operating system the, uh, that it actually tells you uh, how much you're using your device and how mm. much screen time you've been using or sends you a graph mm. of mm of how you've been uh, you've been doing it so maybe it's going to become easier i don't know well i've got mixed feelings about that actually because i think in some ways we we need to kind of step up and take responsibility for how we're using our, our phones uh, rather than have an app tell us tell us or give us that information um so you know um, for example it's 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 you know why can't we just switch our telephone off for for particular points of the day yeah. That's just an easy thing to do, but we don't do it. It's true, yeah. Uh, and how do you feel about the kind of, uh, maybe you could call like the bonfire uh, treatment of just sort of getting rid of everything from your life, you know? 
getting getting rid of all of these apps and <laughs> and uh, and, and yeah. social networks and everything. Going, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. What, what, how do you feel about that as yeah. a remedy? Well, I, I have to say, I often feel tempted to do that myself, but I think it's not a remedy. I think it's a bit extreme. You know, I think actually what we need to do is learn how to manage our technology. And, I, and actually, I believe that young people are becoming better at that because they've grown up with it. So they, they you know, they're having to do that. So it's, it's really that we need to manage those distractions because um, that's the problem with it. It, it, it creates all these distractions um, and has a knock-on effect. So it's it's not just about how often you pick up your phone. It's also about how your attention span will will get will, will change. So your ability to sit and have a conversation with someone for you know longer than you know five ten minutes can be challenging because we're just not used to paying attention for that long. You know. And I suppose from a critical thinking point of view, it's your awareness of what is what you're going through. Yes, is a, is a big is a big part of having this awareness, right? Is a big part of how we interact with technology. Yes, it is, and and I think with critical thinking, one of the uh, sort of sub skills of critical thinking is the ability to reflect um, and and to have a more reflective approach to life and to issues and everyday problems and everyday situations. It's just to kind of you know step back and reflect, um, and that that will strengthen your critical thinking skills. The more that you can do that. Okay, so maybe we can think now about uh, a practical situation where uh, these critical thinking skills would be useful. So if I can give you a situation that I've dealt with uh, in the past, maybe you can give me some advice about how I could have dealt with it better. Would that be okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best, okay. yes. <laughs> so I was thinking about uh, something I've seen a lot, and I imagine a lot of other people have as well, is when you have meetings. Mm -hmm. It's quite common that in a meeting you have certain people who participate a lot more than other people. They kind of dominate the discourse that's going on there. And I, I've known from my experience that there are people who've got really good ideas and would have really worthwhile contributions who don't necessarily get mm. the opportunity to, to participate because of the nature of this meeting, the people dominating. Yeah. So with critical thinking in mind, what, what could I have done to help mm. make my meetings more productive? Well, I think this is where I think I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that critical thinking has got a strong link with empathy. So I think this is where empathy comes in because this is about really uh, bringing an awareness into that meeting. So it also depends, of course, who's in charge. So if you're in charge of the meeting, it's different to if you're uh, a contributor to the meeting. But let's assume that you're in charge of the meeting and you're aware that some people are taking, uh, some people are dominating and other people are not. You need to bring empathy into that. So that includes being aware of people's body language, for example, um, and, and how they're contributing. So if somebody's dominating a meeting, um, sometimes you know, that, that could be for all different reasons. You know, it could be that they actually feel quite insecure and therefore they feel they have to kind of get in there first and make their point first. Um, and so, so it's important to look at body language. I always would, would say, look at the, look at people's body language and how are they sitting? How are they standing? How are they communicating? Um, and then look as well to see the people who perhaps aren't contributing, what's going on with them? Are they bored? Are they distracted? Are they on their phones? You know, what's the protocol in that meeting about use of technology? I would also add in, add into that. Um, and then I think if you're in charge of the meeting, it's, it's really about taking charge actually, um, and it, encouraging those contributions from, from people or, changing the tack of the meeting and saying right let's just uh, you know let's let's look at one particular idea 
And maybe if you have a flip chart, you can sort of put that idea up on the flip chart and just invite people to brainstorm different things. Um, th- th- there's lots of different different ways that you can um, enable people to partic- participate more in a meeting. Um, but a lot of it will be around your ability to be present and your ability to actually kind of get inside what might be going on for people in the, in that meeting. You know, what are the positions of, of, of people? You know, have, have you got people from different departments there? Perhaps they don't know each other very well. Um, and, and, and really going with your instincts around what might be happening and then doing something that, that can sort of change the course of that meeting. And that's, I think that's about, you know, it's, it's easy, again, with critical thinking, you know, it's easy to make assumptions that somebody's shy or, you know, somebody's arrogant um, because they are dominating the meeting. But actually, it could be the opposite, completely the opposite. Okay, great advice. Thank you. Do you have any other suggestions for ways we can bring critical thinking into our lives? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, one of the big things, I think, is questioning your assumptions about things because we do it so quickly. So critical thinkers are really curious. You know, they look to find what's behind everything and, you know, why things are the way they are. So I think, you know, when you're presented with something, it's just being a bit more forensic about it and not, uh, you know, try to work out where assumptions are being made. Um, so to be more aware of that, um, you know, getting into more into the habit of adopting different perspectives. You know, if you're with other people, how might they be viewing something? Ask lots of questions. So that's one of the best ways to, 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 to use your critical thinking skills is just to simply ask more questions rather than accepting something at, at, at face value. And things like building in more reflection time. Um, you know, we, we feel like we never have enough time to reflect, but to really try and bring that into any kind of decision-making process. Um, and you can do that with other people as well, just to bring to bring that reflection time in, bring it into your day. So just things like, you know, taking time at the end of the day to write down what, what went well, what could you have done differently during that day, is a, is a wonderful way to strengthen your critical thinking skills. Yet, you know, most of the time we, we don't do that kind of thing at all. I think, you know, be more aware of, of how you're responding to information, um, especially information online, just to be much more aware of that rather than just accepting it, you know, accepting what somebody says to you. And I think an, uh, perhaps one really great way to build your, your critical thinking skills is simply just to, to, to read more, you know, to, to, to do a lot more reading and have more in-depth conversations with people um, and, and just be open for learning and open for learning something new. Excellent advice, yeah. I think there's a lot for us to work with there. Um, okay, I think that just about brings us to the end for today, don't you think? Yeah, I would say that, you know, as with all seven skills, it's really about finding ways to introduce these things into your everyday life. Um, you know, don't wait for that meeting to use the skill. Use it the next time somebody asks you a question or says something to you. So if you want to uh, get more ideas about uh, critical thinking, you can look on the website, unimenters.com. But the best way is to pre-order a copy of the book, Seven Skills for the Future, published by Pearson Business. It's coming into all major bookstores online. Pre-order it at Amazon. Get your hands on it. It's going to have all the advice you need to help you develop these skills, which are crucial for your happiness, for your work, for your well-being. So thank you very much for listening. Looking forward to seeing you on the next episode, Seven Skills for the Future. Thank you very much, James, and see you next time.